Welcome to GovIT, a monthly podcast series from DLT, where we discuss the next generation of public sector IT solutions with the technology innovators driving the change. I'm your host, Tom Temin. Each month, we explore a different technology, what it is, and how it can help public sector organizations achieve their modernization goals and accomplish their missions. If you haven't already heard it, make sure you take a few minutes to listen to part one of this month's episode, featuring DLT Chief Software Technologist Rick Stewart. In part two, we're sitting down with DLT Sales Engineer Mike Fitzerka. Mike is responsible for enacting and supporting the technologies within DLT's application lifecycle management portfolio and the Secure Software Factory itself, which advocates and exemplifies DevSecOps cultural changes within government agencies. Mike, good to have you on. Oh, thanks for having me, Tom. I appreciate the opportunity. Now, earlier we had your colleague, Rick Stewart, on the show. He was talking about DLT's Secure Software Factory. Tell us what you do in connection with a pretty exciting program. Rick and I established the Secure Software Factory based on 30-plus years of um, each of us for experience in IT consulting and software development. And my particular role on the project is to provide a a more technical engineering hands-on experience or perspective to that factory. And the factory is not a a single product or or process. It's a collection of ideals, it's patterns, it's tools that we use to develop software in a modern way. There's generically eight different phases to any software development process. There's planning and coding, there's building and testing. You then release it and deploy it, and there's operations and monitoring following that. And with each of these areas, each of these aspects, we asked ourselves, what would we need personally to develop a modern application at scale in a government enterprise? So we developed a starting lineup of technologies for the factory, but I also wanted to make sure that we were being adaptable because I know that every developer has his or her special project or special tool and utility that they just can't live without. And that quite frankly, it would be counterproductive to try and remove. Personally, I would never want to build or promote anything that would take a choice away from a DevSecOps team that's antithetical to the whole cultural movement and it's antithetical to our factory. So what we do is we take any government agency, wherever they are on their DevSecOps journey, even if they're just starting out, and we advocate to them additional elements that they can consider to gradually improve their process, so a continual improvement process. Each of these phases that we go through, they're, they're all interrelated, and they all need automation, and they all have different security concerns. So that's where we can come in, and there's always something there to enhance. So we can come in and help look at areas that you may not have considered yet. Got it. And what you say to the idea of standing up applications to scale quickly, that's something that the government has faced increasingly, I think, over the 10 or 15 years past, because there could be some new national crisis, whether it's cash for clunkers or COVID relief loans and so on. They've got to stand up applications to carry out the programs in a hurry. They don't have five-year development cycles for these types of applications. That's true. That's very true. We see that with uh, new programs or new policies that get introduced and need to be implemented immediately. We also see that coming up with security concerns that there's things that need to be addressed immediately. Other reasons agencies might want to address their software manufacturing processes besides urgency of new programs, but just to be contemporary, I would think. Definitely. Um, there, there's a, a need in the that comes over from the private sector. And why has this been working in the private sector? And We've had 20 years now of agile management and DevSecOps cultural changes. And to reduce to perhaps absurdity, it's go faster. Consider operations. Go, use and include security issues, but go faster. And you do that by 
looking at smaller functions, smaller tasks, and driving them to completion, which means all the way out into production and handling all of the issues that come along the way to do that. And to do that in hours or a day versus a, a monthly or quarterly release. This works in corporate America because there's competition. You have a competing business, but there's, there's no competing IRS agency. So that direct correlation just wasn't initially accepted. That People didn't see it that way. I don't have to worry about competition. But we see that the competition's now really being faced in security concerns and that foreign governments and hackers can hit you as soon as a new vulnerability is identified. Within hours, hackers are going out and testing out that new vulnerability on the government agency. So that needs to be addressed. Yes, you need to, to be more responsive to your users, but you also need to keep your information yourself secure. Zero-day threats have become yesterday's threats. They move so fast. Exactly. And assuming an agency wants to speed up its software development, what are the challenges they face in actually executing on that strategy? There's several challenges. After accepting the need for change at, at speed and maybe the five stages of grief that they have to go through for that, they need to automate everything in their CI/CD pipeline. And that's continuous integration and that's continuous delivery. What I mean by that is that you need a smooth, repeatable, automated process that not only builds the code, but tests, scans, generates all documentation, all the proof that you would need for what we call a continuous ATO process, because it's still the government. You still need that all important authority to operate. And you can't wait for any stage to come in later and stop you. So you can't, just as you can't, we couldn't wait for testing to stop you. You couldn't wait for a security to stop. You can't wait for even ATO to stop you. So you need to address everything continuously. We often heard this called as shift left, shift left security, shift left testing. But we think it's better as a continuum because when you shift everything left, then nothing is shifted left. You're just back to business as usual. You need to look at everything continuously. So the, the steps in your pipeline, you know, to build and test, and it, it's still just like waterfall, but you're doing them all at the same time continuously. What are some of the other challenges? Again, all of this requires some open collaboration between operations and development. And sometimes that can run into separation of duty concerns. And that's something that an agency has to work through. But at a base minimum, the development team and an operational team need to work in tandem to get each small task through production smoothly. And um, that's kind of best done through a unified CI-CD pipeline automation. The people who have been doing DevSecOps for a while, I think these are understood. Uh, something that we also see that beyond just re-architecting for speed is the latest challenges seem to be in areas of procurement. You need to allow for more rapid purchasing options to support this exploring of new technologies. And this is an, another case where basically, if you're building for speed, everything needs to speed up with you. All right. And talk about how you engage with agencies. What's the advice you give them when you walk in and walk us through what it's like to engage with an agency? What can they expect? We start with where you are. So the first step that we would do is to come in and kind of find out what your, where your process is, what challenges you're facing, and make some recommendations from there. For every agency, there's, a, there's also problems with releasing and deployment of the software, and you need to architect those for speed as well. So that's another area of, uh, that we can look at. And we, again, we know every agency is unique and that they have different acceptance levels for new technologies. And we tend to espouse the, the more advanced platforms, the, the Kubernetes and an Istio control plane, 
in part because we know these technologies were built for rapid deployment for rapid for rapid release in a secure manner but you know also adapting the agile management style we know that you don't make big extensive changes at once so we first recommend an incremental approach continuous integration of new technologies and and maybe start with automating just automating your release management process or doing more orchestration if you have multiple deployments at the same time and then we can introduce containers or kubernetes for greenfield applications but again automation is the key to build that speed and to adopt this continuous approach to improvement and people refer to devops and devsecops as cultural movements and cultural change needed but to carry out culture you still need some sort of an operational basis and so how does dlt's factory help agencies get to the operational level so that the culture can really change. Sure, and yeah, operations, it's DevSecOps. It's not excluded from our approach. And uh, we have similar recommendations for automation and taking that same continuous posture for monitoring and security. So just as developers need to centralize around an, like an open repository, we're big proponents of a practice called GitOps, which is to say that operations should use source code repository like Git and then they can store infrastructure configuration as code and then instrument that repository so that when any change is made and improved in the, in the repository, it'll be implemented automatically through automation. So just like development, operations needs to, to speed up and modernize. And again, the goal is to go faster, but doing things through automation in an operational sense brings benefits of consistency and standardization. And with that comes improved stability and reliability. You sound like you're enthusiastic to bring this to the agencies. Oh, definitely. That's part of another, I think, benefit that we have working in the, the secure software factory is that it's a joy to work with new technologies and to be able to bring them to um, government agencies and show new and exciting ways that they can, they can build that speed and and securely. It's a, it's a good job. Mike Viterka is a sales engineer at DLT. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. After a month diving into DevSecOps next month, we'll turn our focus to how big data is driving big changes in the public sector. Until then, you've been listening to GovIT from DLT. I'm Tom Temin.